At the Window with Dementia. I'm Laura Banner, and I'm your host. If you're in healthcare, the words fall or the term fall prevention are everyday lingo. But if you're a caregiver of someone with dementia, those words mean nightmare. You know that your loved one is one fall away from a significant cognitive decline. It's so important to maintain your loved one's safety, not just for the obvious reasons of not wanting to have a a broken hip or a bruise or worse, but to preserve their cognitive integrity. And what I mean by that is that when someone falls or has any type of traumatic event, it can be physical, like a fall, or it can be psychological, like having their primary caregiver or their spouse no longer present in their day-to-day routine. When one of those things happen, your loved one can suddenly decline. They can go from being relatively independent and conversational to making no sense and requiring 24-7 supervision and assistance. It can be the difference from someone who can stay at home with frequent check-in visits or minimal assistance to requiring being located into an assisted living facility or some location where they have 24-7 supervision, which is not only what most people do not want, but is often cost prohibitive. So when we talk about falls and fall prevention, it is absolutely vital that loved ones and family members Do everything within your power to keep your loved ones safe. As I said, we know that dementia is not a a static or stationary diagnosis. It is progressive. Those people who have dementia will decline. We can't stop it. We can't reverse it. But what we can do is we can prevent unnecessary declines that are precipitated by things like change, infection, stress, and falls. So some of the obvious causes of a fall, I think it's really important to bring to everyone's attention. It could be the way that they walk. Perhaps they're shuffling their feet. Now, For me, when I think of people who shuffle, I think of Parkinson's. But the reality is, many people who do not have Parkinson's can actually start to shuffle. And those people who do have dementia, especially in the moderate stage or in the later stages, they tend to move slowly and tend to not pick up their feet. So they also will shuffle. Some people just have an abnormal gait or the way that they walk is not their natural stride. And that can be caused by a variety of things. Neuropathy. Neuropathy may be a term that you've heard, but not really known what that means. Essentially, neuropathy means that the nerves, and in this case, we're talking about the nerves in your legs and in your feet, are not sensing things the way that they should. So perhaps they're not able to keep someone balanced. Or maybe it's giving someone the sense that they're really not touching the ground when in fact they are. There's a lot of things that can cause neuropathy, and that's a topic for a different podcast. 
But if you have concerns about your loved one's abnormal walking or abnormal gait, you need to talk to their neurologist or primary care provider or podiatrist or some health care provider who can assess whether or not your loved one has neuropathy. Because if it is identified that in fact they do have neuropathy, there is a, a ton of different strategies that can be put into place to help keep them safe and prevent a fall. Maybe a fall is precipitated by low blood pressure or hypotension, as we, we call it with a medical term. Maybe it's related to a medication side effect. Some medications do make people feel off balance or dizzy, as some also cause a drop in their blood pressure. Perhaps a fall could be caused by clutter in the home that they live in. A lot of people, especially seniors, tend to gather things and not get rid of things that they no longer need. And so a pile of magazines or maybe a pile of clothes, extra furniture, whatever it is, that clutter can become an obstacle. You have to look at their environment and see, is it unsafe? Maybe not for you, but is it unsafe for them? How's the lighting? Is it dimly lit? What about if they have to get up in the middle of the night to go use the restroom? Do you have lights in the hallway? Are they able to navigate where they need to walk without struggling and having to hold onto the walls? What about their shoes? Do their shoes fit the way they should? Seniors are often on a fixed budget. Getting a new pair of shoes may not be very high on the agenda. They can be expensive. Do their shoes fit? What about the types of shoes they're wearing? I recommend to my patients that they not wear slippers or slide-ons or flip-flops or anything that does not support their foot all the way around. Rather, I prefer to see them in a shoe that maybe laces up or has Velcro, something that really gives them good support. So it's really important that you, as the caregiver or the concerned loved one, do an objective assessment of your loved one's environment. If they have scatter rugs or area rugs, I recommend you get rid of them. I can't tell you how many people trip and fall just from that gentle rise of an area rug. Again, remove any unnecessary obstacles. Watch how your loved one walks. Sit behind them and watch them walk. Are they walking straight? Are they listing to one side or the other? Do they need to hold on to something as they walk on a flat surface? Does it look as if the the spread of their feet, their stance, is a natural one? Is it too narrow or too wide? Do they tell you that they get dizzy when they stand up? It's not uncommon. Many people transiently will get dizzy when they rise from a sitting to a standing position. And so what I tell people is to get into the habit of standing up and staying in place just for a few extra seconds until that transient dizziness goes away. Are they weak? 
Have they suffered a stroke or maybe a fall in the past? Something that is making it so that they are not able to stand on their own. Do they have to navigate stairs? And if they do, do they live in a home that was built before the new codes in terms of the rise in the in the span of a staircase? Is it narrow? Is it steep? Do they have handrails on both sides? Do they need to be using ramps instead of stairs? Where's their bedroom? Is it on the second floor? Do they need to be relocated to the primary main floor so that they don't have to navigate the stairs? These are all things that you need to consider. Yes, it'll take a little bit of time, but believe me when I tell you it is so well worth it. The last thing you want to do is have your loved one fall, especially if it was something that could have been done to prevent the fall. So what can you do in terms of taking action beyond what I just mentioned? Well, you could talk to their primary caregiver and you could request a physical therapy evaluation of their gait. Because if, in fact, their gait is abnormal, then what will happen is the therapist will be able to go ahead and give them strategies to be safe. Maybe they need an assisted device, like a walking stick or a cane perhaps a walker, or maybe even a wheelchair. The goal here is not to take away their independence, but rather to keep them mobile but safe. Change the location of different items that they use on a routine basis so that they're not having to navigate through different walkways and hallways to get the things that they use all the time as much as possible. Yes, you want to keep them moving, but you want to decrease the need for them to stand up, sit down, stand up, sit down, because with each of those actions, there is a risk of a fall. Look at their nutritional status. It's an old wives' tale that the older we get, the less we need to eat. In fact, that's so untrue because Food is calories, and calories translate into energy. So if a loved one is not getting enough calories, then they're weak. And again, the weakness could be the cause of the fall. Look at their hydration status. Do they drink enough water? So many of my patients admit, no, they don't drink enough water. Or they'll say, I do. I drink five cups of coffee a day, or I have iced tea. Well, the problem with that is, yes, there is water in that beverage, but it's dehydrating in nature. So it's actually putting putting them negative on their hydration status. It's very important that you have a very clear understanding of the potential side effects of your loved one's medication, especially when they're starting a new medication. Does this medication make them dizzy? So many do. I'm not uh, recommending that you not give your loved one their medication. I'm asking you to be informed about potential side effects. Be mindful of when you're giving your loved one their medication. Maybe they have chronic pain. And maybe you need to look at the time of day that you're giving them their pain medication. 
You probably don't want to be giving them pain medication that is going to be given right about the time when they're most active. Yes, activity can make their pain worse, but at the same time, the side effect of the medication can also put them at greater risk of a fall. Do they need more supervision? Perhaps. Maybe they need to have someone there a little bit more frequently. Maybe they live independently with check-in visits. Maybe you need to consider putting video cameras in your loved one's home. If you're not at the point where you're ready to say, hey, you need to move in with me, or we need to have someone move in with you, you need someone to be readily available at any time, day or night. Sometimes video cameras are a good bridge between independence with check-in visits and requiring someone to have 24-7 supervision and assistance. There's so many things to consider when you think about a fall. I will tell you this. It's usually a, a gentle change in their gait. It's not as if someone goes from being sure-footed to off-balance overnight. And if it is, well, you need to have them evaluated urgently because that means something's going on, perhaps infection, perhaps a new medication that they're not responding appropriately to. It could also be a stroke. So again, I wouldn't expect that your loved one would have a dramatic overnight change in how they walk. But you need to be mindful because this so quickly can decline. And the last thing that you want is for your loved one to fall. And not only are you dealing with the actual injury, perhaps a hip fracture or worse, but also a cognitive decline that they may not come back from. Something to think about. Anyway. Thanks so much for listening. I appreciate each and every one of you and everything you do for your loved one. I hope you found this helpful. Check out the other episodes. I try to address different issues that I hear on a regular basis in my clinic. Anyway, thanks so much for listening. I'll see you soon. Bye-bye.